talking about life, faith, and everything in between. This is Messy Christianity. And welcome back to Messy Christianity. Today, Kevin and Craig Heinzman. And I'm Jeff. Brent is on vacation with his family. Uh, Mickey. 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 Yeah. yeah, you know what? I still don't get it, and I, I'm going to make fun of him since he's not here. But... I love Disney World. Are you kidding me? Oh, man. I don't like Disney World in the midst of everybody else liking Disney World. <laughs> uh, we went... I, I would rather a colonoscopy than oh, my. to go to Disney World. <laughs> we went in December. My, I took my wife in December, just the two of us. We left the kids at the house. I did see that on Facebook. Yeah, it was great because, you know, number one, you don't have to deal with kids. Uh, but the other thing is... Yeah, everybody else's kids. Everyone, yeah, every, yeah. It, it, it was raining. Uh, and uh. so we went in the rain. We covered the entire park in almost a day. Both parks. Two parks Heck in yeah. one day. I was like, this is the way to do it. Wow. Well, it just so happens my daughter is... My middle daughter, Hannah, is at uh, Disney right now huh. with a friend. And um, so I'm like, you know what? Enjoy. Send me pictures. She didn't even call me. This kid's been gone. Th- she's so independent. She's been gone... Yeah. Two and a half days. And I had to FaceTime her yesterday say, hey, did you get there? <laughs> You're alive. Are you, Are you alive? alive? Did you make it? <laughs> now, if you have one of those you know, tracking apps on her phones, you don't have to know. Yeah, I, I, I just haven't brought myself to that yet. Wow. So today's a great topic, gentlemen. We're going to jump right in since we've got uh, a wild 30 minutes. Um, the topic is, what does it mean to be holy? Hmm. What does it mean to be holy? Wow. <laughs> Silence, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's start with the biblical definition, right? Okay. Right. Holy, uh, the, the Greek means to be set apart mm-hmm. or to be different. Um, it means that you've been chosen by God and, and, and moved outside of what what everything else is. That's more of a layman's term or right. definition, I guess. But but it, it literally means just to be set apart, to be different. Yeah. So so here's the rub, I think. How, how do we live as holy in a world that goes totally the opposite way on pretty much everything. Hmm. Well, I mean, the whole idea of the world, it, it's not holiness. It's not set apart. It's trying to find some way to conform. How can you be like a part? Yes, everyone, they talk about individuality, but in a sense that we're all being individuals together in some kind of communal sense. So it's it's almost like there is no set apart anymore. Yeah. And that's one of the hardest things. You talk about hmm. being holy in the world where it's not holy. Uh, it, it, the world continually wants to kind of absorb you into whatever it is, but you have to make some sacrifices to get to that acceptance in the world. Yeah, and going upstream is definitely a, a picture of holy because the stream is all going one direction. And I don't know if you've ever been in a river, but but if you jump into a river and you try to go upstream, mm-hmm. there is a lot of pushback. And, and that's why people drive across roadways with water thinking oh it's just a little water and right, they don't realize right, that the, right. the undercurrent strong. below is so strong right i think we this is such a on the surface it's an easy yeah yeah just don't do this answer don't do that right. but, but on, underneath it it's 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 such a difficult topic for today and such i mean we know for those of us who have been in church a while we know what holiness is we know it's set apart we we get it the tougher question, I think, comes in with, I don't even know how to word this question, but so how much holiness is required? Are, you know, are we talking sinless perfection? Well, the min- yeah, you what's know? the minimum requirement? Yeah. You know, like like Disney, what's the minimum height requirement? Right. For, what's the minimum holy requirement for yeah. to be considered holy? 
Which is the wrong question, honestly. Is, if we're asking is. that, it's it's a horrible. But it is. But it is the majority of the questions that that yeah. the modern church goer right. asks, at least in the Western Christianity. Or at least every teenage boy asks that. <laughs> that's true. How we're, far can I go yeah. and still be okay with God? Right. I mean, that's yeah. we we don't that that hurts saying out loud, but that is the truth. We but, we're not interested in how how far can I stay away. We want to know just what kind of interaction physically can I have with my girlfriend. Yeah. Correct. Before I've crossed the line. Well, we all know that just from that aspect of things. It it is absolutely the riskiest way to view holding. Oh yeah, sure. Because yeah. for me and myself, you know, I was a youth pastor, card carrying, true love weights member. Yep. You know, I'm the chief of all hypocrites when I lost my virginity, and it wasn't because I, you know, I just decided that one day, but it was progressive steps towards yeah. that line. Yeah. Uh, and and not Playing keeping fire. it yeah. set apart. Mm-hmm. And, and this idea of, I think, set apart more than just set away, it's set above. So I think about if I want to keep something protected from my kids when they're toddlers, I put it up. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to keep them protected from something, I put, it, I put it away. You know, the most valuable things we have in our home are normally put up on a shelf so that we can admire them, we can see them. And that kind of is the, the way it should be in Christianity. So if we're going to take this relationship with God and we're going to make it holy, we need to set it up above the rest of everything else. We need to set it up in a higher standing, somewhere we can, where we can hold to that right. and look towards it. Isn't there a difference, though? Not a difference, but, but isn't, it, isn't it a um, uh, uh, a problem, I guess, for lack of better terms, when we look at holiness as actions before we look at it as a condition of the heart, because it seems as though the reason we fail so often at holiness within the church body is that we're trying to ascribe to a set of standards of I'm going to do this and I'm not going to do that. And so it almost gets legalistic to where we can kind of check the box. But Jesus addressed that, didn't he? When he well, when he talked to the, about the Ten Commandments, he said, you've heard it said, yeah. but I tell you. And so he was going from the act right. to the heart behind it. Right. And so I don't know that I don't think we can be holy until our hearts change. And mm. holiness isn't the goal. Honoring God is the goal. Right. Or, or worship is the well, goal. And that and that's the key understanding, I think. It's not that it is our actions so that we can, you know, please God, so to speak, we can make it past that limit. But it is our holiness is a direct response to God's holiness. And, and his love and his acceptance to us and our sin, our sinfulness. We, when we see God, when you experience God, when you feel him uh, and, and his spirit fills you, you have no other way to be than holy. You have to become set apart uh, or you risk losing what you've experienced. Foundational under all of this, you know, go all the way back to the garden. Uh, you know, Satan says, did, did God really say to you? I think underneath all of this is a is a is a core belief issue it's um you know if we're just honest here uh, i would sin, hope we would be. well yeah i mean but <laughs> and, and that's the point here but sin sin is enticing i mean uh yeah. being not holy is enticing um it is offering something that is uh pleasurable or something that we think we're not getting um and so for us to say no to that and to say yes to holiness, um, we have to have underneath that a belief that God is going to offer me something better than what this sin is going to offer me. Yeah. So, so that goes to your point, I guess. There's a foundational, there's a heart issue there 
Um, and that's for all of us, you know, regardless of the sin level it would be, but underneath all that, there's a, I believe that I have a loving father that has something better for me than this world can even offer. Um, so that's at the heart to me, that's at the heart of it. So, so how do we get there? I mean, you know, think of that passage that, that, the um, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You know, a lot of, at least my upbringing, probably most of us in the room, you know, is a lot of training on how to make my flesh stronger, (laughs) which I think is the wrong approach. No, absolutely. Almost like going to the gym, working out. Yeah. I'm working on strengthening myself. Yeah. As opposed, it it would be equivalent to me to say, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to work out, but I'm going to eat nachos and, and, and cheeseburgers every day. So it's like, I'm, I'm doing something to get stronger but I'm working completely against that mm-hmm. by the intake into my life. And I think take it a little bit deeper. You, I think the modern Christian, Western Christian, is equivalent to I have I have a gym membership. <laughs> hey, now you met yeah. right? No. Now, now, I know someone. Full disclosure: I joined a gym eight yes. months ago, but I've been twice, and therefore yeah. I am a member of a gym. Next podcast: being a good steward. Right? I don't have. A, I, don't, I don't have a gym membership at all, and don't claim to like the gym at all. But the reality of it is, we talk about holiness because we go to a, a place. Yeah. You know, in, mm-hmm. in Western Christianity, again, it's it's. I go to church on Sunday, or I went one time this month, which I think is the average church goer yeah. is once a month. Well, to, I just heard the the uh, statistics from from Rainer the other day. It used to be twice a week was considered a regular church attender. Mm-hmm. It is now twice a month. There you go. Twice a month. Can, can you can consider yourself regular, regular yeah. church member? Is a holy person. That's all. Yeah. So. Yeah. By that standard, though, how in the world can you do anything well if you do it twice a month? So it brings actually it does bring up an, another thought in my mind here um in in Christianity in our world we we have the uh sometimes we compare we compare ourselves to our standard becomes less of God and his holiness but it mm-hmm. becomes other Christians and so mm-hmm. you know if I'm if I'm going more than twice a month I'm above the standard I'm right. I'm doing pretty good I'm making a B I, Yeah exactly <laughs> and and you you are comparatively but that's such a it's the old frog in the kettle thing. Is is the holiness standard just being lowered and lowered? It's it's not being lowered by God. It's not being lowered by the Word, but is it being lowered by us because we're comparing ourselves to to others, you know, to our peers? Well, I think the the, the trouble that can come with that is we start reading the Bible from that comparative narrative. Yeah. So we're starting to say, okay, well, what that means is it, it, today means this, you know, so. For instance, forsake not the gathering together of the of the believers. No, I don't forsake it. I I, I, I go. Yeah. I, I go at least once a month. Things come up, and we got that Disney trip. Uh, sorry, Brent, <laughs> but we got. Um, you know, it was awesome. Slap I really hope he listens to this while he's in Disney. That's awesome. It won't happen. I don't even really know Brent, but that's okay. Um, no, but we, we've got this. We've got this camping trip. We've got, to, and it happens all the time. This yeah. uh, travel baseball or whatever, and all of a sudden, it, our holiness takes a back seat, and we we pat ourselves on the back because we made it mm-hmm. to church once a month. Yeah. And we go, oh, but see, I'm I am not forsaking the gathering together. Mm-hmm. When in it, the time it was written, it was nearly a daily gathering, right? And now it's if I can make it twice a month, I'm great. Yeah, I'm normal, right? 
You know, isn't that a shame, though, that holiness is seen as a chore? I mean, mm. I think the fact that we even say it that way right. indicates our misunderstanding of holiness. Because, and I say, I say our collectively, mm-hmm. um, God is holy. He's set apart. He's different. He is, you know, just his attributes, his love and his mercy and his the character of who he is. And then to think that, you know, I'm not going to align my life with his because somehow that would put me in a bad spot. That's just stupid to think. I mean, well, that's just crazy talk. Getting back to what I said a minute ago, I, I think at the heart of it, there's a, a we really feel like maybe we're missing something. You know, I mean, this world offers a lot of fun stuff, you know. Yeah. And so for us to live a holy life, you know, it. I think for for many, you know, it's uh, well, what am I going to miss out on if I do that? It's just, right. it sounds like a chore. It sounds like a almost a punishment, you know. So the spirit's willing. So how do we how do we make the spirit more willing? I don't know that we can. Con- this is a big statement. I don't know that we can control the flesh unless we feed that spirit. I mean, that's we've got to at the heart believe that God has so much more for me. It's got to start there. If it's just a, a, okay, all right, fine, I'm a Christian. I'm not going to do anything fun ever. We're already, we've already lost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, isn't that why experience is truly the, the thing that draws us back? And what I mean by that is the Bible says that, that we're to taste and see that the Lord is good. Yeah. So if I'm outside of a relationship with, with the Father, then I don't understand His goodness. But when I experience that, I go, mm-hmm. wow, that is that's that's gooder than any good I've ever had. And mm-hmm. so it draws us into it, which is why I believe those people who are on a journey of holiness, which ultimately is a journey into the presence of God, because mm-hmm. the Bible says, who can ascend the hill of the Lord? Those with a clean clean hands and a pure, pure heart, heart, right? right. Yeah. right. And so the, the closer, the, the more holy you become, and, and, and again, I'm talking holiness, not just in outward action, but in terms of the heart. Yes. Of, Pure heart. So clean hands is the action. Pure heart's the inward, right? But we, but we understand it comes. The clean hands come from a pure heart. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. No doubt. Well, I don't. You know, is that true? It's a good question. Because does it always work in that path, or or is it sometimes the clean hands changes the heart? Oh. I think when you talk about that, though, you fall into the same temptation that we we all have fallen into, which is. I'm going to get right, and then I'm going to turn to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I want to come back to I want to come back to church, and I want to do right. And I've, this happens all the time in our church. Someone comes up and says, "Hey, you know, I'm back. Like, awesome. Where have you been for four months? Yeah, you know, oh well, I just kind of fell away, but I, I really want to get back on the right track. And and there's this earnestness to them; mm-hmm. they want to, and and they're yeah. they're pushing their their outside their hands to be clean. They're cleaning off those hands, and and, and then. A month later, they're gone, mm-hmm. and you find out that they've, they've quote unquote fallen off the wagon again, or whatever, mm-hmm. and they've gone away from holiness because it was hard, and holiness is hard. This sure. this idea of being set apart is ridiculously difficult, and without the power of the Holy Spirit to to be the to be the drawer of holiness in us, mm-hmm. I don't. I think we just continually cleanse our hands. Yeah, uh, we mm-hmm. when we're when it's convenient, you know. All of a sudden, I, I came back. I got. I'm getting right with God again, and we go down down front. We cry and we we, we wail, 
and we don't go back changed because we didn't really open ourselves up to the Holy Spirit, you know, full possession saying, Hey, you know, take me and, and destroy the idols in my world, destroy everything that's in my life. That's keeping me from you and set me apart because we're afraid of that kind of depth of sacrifice. Yeah. So it's easier for us to go, you know what? I'm going to stop doing this sin. Cause it and, alleviates the pain in the moment. Right. right. Yeah. It, it makes us feel like we're holy. You know, yeah. I'm doing it. It's like that. When we take it, when we get a diet, you lose five pounds that first week. You're like, Oh man, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm lose. I lost five pounds the first week. I lost 10 pounds the second week. Yeah. I think I deserve a break. I'm going to go to, yeah. you know, CC's pizza and I'm going to grab me a buffet. That that thing that you were doing has now been completely sidetracked mm-hmm. because your choice it was all dependent upon your choice and not the internal mindset. To- total respect to CC's Pizza, though. Yes, oh, of yes. yeah, that yes. was just. A... I, I hate <laughs> CC's Pizza. You what? They're not a sponsor. It's okay. I, I just can't <laughs> you cannot hate CC's are cheap, but anyway, yeah. You know, but actually, that brings a good point. The the deceptiveness, the deceptive nature of sin. So mm-hmm. if we mm-hmm. if we if we quickly run through the biblical, you know, uh, uh, explanation of this, the Bible tells us in John eight that the devil is the father of lies. Right. So Correct. everything that comes from him is counterfeit. He can't create anything on his own. He's not um, he, he's not creative. He's just he's just one who twists things. So he counterfeits what's already there that God made was good, mm-hmm. and every good and perfect gift comes from God. Right. So the devil makes this counterfeit, but he, he puts the beauty on the outside, and he makes it shiny. And, and it's like, like today's perfect example. I went to a fast food restaurant, of, of which I will keep unnamed, because I was driving quickly between meetings, and I was running late. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to get to eat until 3 o'clock, and so I'm going to just get something quick. So I stopped in, and I looked at the menu, and I go, man, that looks really good. And so I got this thing that the picture of it looked awesome yeah and so i ordered it not reality i get into my car (laughs) i'm starting to drive across the bridge and i pull it out and i take one look and i'm like this was a mistake this has nothing to do with what i ordered (laughs) and and then i take a bite and i'm like oh why did i do this but Mm -hmm. see even then i don't i've already got invest i've already got five bucks invested sure so i eat the thing and now i feel like junk because yeah. I ate this thing that promised satisfaction it promised mm-hmm. fulfillment I knew it when I ordered it that I would right. be disappointed right that's, that's the key and sin does the same thing right but that's not the case with holiness holiness doesn't look as shiny on the outset mm-hmm. but it always leads to something good always every time right and, and it, the hardest thing to do is resist the temptation of the shiny I mean yeah as an ADHD kid, the shiny was always a captivity of my heart. Mm. You know, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. hey, look. Mm. And and but even in ministry, we do that. We do that all the time. Sure. You know, it's mm-hmm. a new model, this new thing, and it's guaranteed to you know win you thousands of people to to Jesus and mm-hmm. hundreds of people to join your church. Blah 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 blah. But it's one of those things that you go. At the end of it, if it's not God, it, it doesn't matter what it is. Good and Hebrews twelve one and two says, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles us. Yeah. And for me, that's one of the things that I look at and I say, well, there's two sections there. Uh, there's the there's the sin that mm-hmm. it trips us up, but there's everything that hinders us, which doesn't have to be sin. It could be great stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it, in terms of holiness, we often talk about holiness as different, set apart from sin. But it's not. It doesn't ever stay that holiness is this set apart from sin. It's just set apart for God. That's yeah. the definition of holiness. So if I'm holy, 
That means even my stuff that's not sin, maybe that just needs to be done away with. Hmm. It's the idea that no matter what it is, if it's hindering me from God, it's gone. Hmm. That 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 takes courage to get to that point. Yeah. You know, I, Kevin, I know you've gotten to that point because we've we've had conversation. I know Brent's gotten to that point. I've gotten to that point. And it's not like a single point in time. It's multiple times we have to come back to this. And I know, Craig, that you've gotten to the point where you just kind of get tired of going uh, of. I think for me, it's it's being tired of the lack of power, lack of power in prayer, lack of power in preaching, lack of power in 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 ministry. And so you go, okay, what's wrong? And it almost always goes back to either I am not holy mm-hmm. in in. In my thoughts, or set apart mm-hmm. even from the, the the good things that aren't sin, but the things that just aren't mm-hmm. what I'm supposed to be doing, or it goes back to I don't have a desire to honor God with because mm. I don't want to pay the price. You know, if you think about it, uh, the Scripture tells us that the the prayers of a righteous man availeth much, right? Mm-hmm. So a righteous person has prayers that reach the heavens, that, that reach to God. Mm-hmm. And they're, yeah, that's right. They're powerful and effective. I think I'm about to. No, you said right. Yeah. So I, when we look at that, we what we want is the powerful prayers, but we don't want the righteous part. Because to be righteous right. yeah. means we got to stop some Absolutely things. Right. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not just stopping sin. It, should, it could be just for, for some things stopping just good things that don't add any value right. to our life. That's hard. Mm-hmm. So we're essentially asking God, God, would you crush me? <laughs> Correct. And when you and when you are crushed by God and you are filled, the Bible says you will see power when you are filled with the Holy Spirit. That's it. It's it's that but you can only be filled when there's space to be filled. Absolutely. And so That's holiness it. requires space. That's it. it um the n- number of times you see the the word rest in the Bible it's incredible. Yeah, that's more times than you see the word pray. More times than you see the word hell. More more times than you see the word Christ is the word rest. And this idea of rest means we have to give space for for reflection, for um, meditation on Scripture. But you get this amazing filling of God in that rest, in that peace. And when you do that, then you get holiness. But we're so busy jamming everything we can into this yeah. 80 years that we've got on this earth that holiness is like, we'll get that when heaven. Heaven's yeah. a great place for holiness. Yeah. Right now, I just got to survive. I think yeah. that's the problem with most of us is that holiness is just the thing we'll do later. Right now, we just want to get through today. Yeah. Have, Craig, have you found yourself resting more in the last later part of your life? Or do you still wrestle with that? Or I wrestle with it because I live, you know. I, number one, I have kids. Uh, so if you <laughs> yeah. have if you have a middle schooler and a, and a high schooler, you know at rest is very fleeting. And I have an adult child too, so it's kind of like there's always something pulling at you. But in a even in ministry, um, there seems to be always constantly something you can do. Yeah. And being in the moment um, is difficult. I was talking to a hunter, and he talks about rest and this idea of being. Uh, in uh, uh, the tree stand, and he says it only happens to me in the morning. Uh, and I've experienced this once or twice. I've gone to a tree stand. I've never killed anything, but I've seen <laughs> stuff in a tree stand. Nice. And um, and, and it's interesting because you have nothing else to do. You ke- you're not really on your phone because you, you, you can't have the light. You can't have the noise. It's just you looking at something. 
that you can't see waiting for a sound to go off. And in that moment, all you can do is listen and stop and think. And that stillness mm. creates space yeah. for God to speak. And it says you, you know him in rest. That's how we know God, in rest. And to know God, I believe, is to be filled by the Holy Spirit. And to be filled by the Holy Spirit is to be holy. And it takes that kind of step. I don't want to. I, I, I think what you're saying is golden. There, I, I don't. I, I think we're coming to some conclusions here, which is good. Um, I love that. That space. What I heard was space is the key to holiness. Mm. Um, and space is something that is so desperately missing missing in our world today. Um, space is not something that's just going to come without intentionally. And and, and I, I like what we just said here too. It's not necessarily space is filled with big bad sins all the time space is filled with normal everyday routine stuff but we are we are such a world now where we want to fill every single waking moment with something something to feed my mind and you know that's not god i mean but i gotta have some noise some device i gotta have something on or i'm gonna go crazy um Holiness is found in the space. I love that. I think that's so much truth there. And the digital life has exacerbated that mm-hmm. infinitely. And I think we find that in our kids more so or as much, if not more, than because yeah. every single blank space in their life has a gadget or, or something digital. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I, I constantly look at my kids and tell them, you got to take that out of your ears. <laughs> I'm not asking. I'm telling you, yeah. take it out of your ears yeah. because... You're training yourself to have to not have space. Yeah, but it's but it's Christian music or it's it's right, right. again. It's not bad right. stuff. It's not, it's bad, not stuff. bad stuff. I'm 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 playing a game, uh, you know, yeah. bubble game. bust or whatever. Yeah. I don't right. know what game you know, but I'm playing <laughs> yeah. some. It's not a bad thing, but it's also just consuming. Yes, because it's energy. It's all consuming, right. and it's it's margin. And God, God comes not in the in the burning bush. He comes in the still small yeah. voice yeah. and you got to be still to to hear him to know him and to have holiness we're not going to have holiness by washing our hands and and making it right what's going to that's going to lead to frustration as we continue to go down to the altar and i'm so sorry god i, I don't want to do this anymore please please keep me from doing it uh we go back and we we don't give god any space any time to actually deal with our heart and then we mess up again and then we wonder why is god not answering my prayer well there you go. To the casual listener here that's hearing this, they're hearing, um, I've got to quit filling my life with all this stuff, and i got to allow space for God's holiness. Oh, my goodness. That sounds so incredibly boring. I don't want to do that. You know, So there is the element of faith, the element of risk, and it mm-hmm. is a taste and see. So there is on the other side of this something very, very, very good. Yeah. But it's it's taking that step into, into allowing God to speak and for God to fill up that space. My flesh is is weak, but my spirit is willing. We've got to feed that spirit to overcome the flesh. Yeah, and so let, let's wrap up some final thoughts. Um, as I think of holiness, I, would, I want to live a life that instead of pursuing holiness as the goal, I want to pursue the face of God as the goal. Mm-hmm. And I know that the only way to see the face of God is through him sanctifying me, making me holy, setting me apart. And it's interesting. It's, it's ironic because he sets us apart, and yet we have to be set apart. Notice in the scripture, the command is put to death, therefore. I mean, it's mm-hmm. constantly mm-hmm. on our shoulders 
but it's not just our shoulders. It's we're doing a part in the in the holiness and the sanctification, and yeah. God is doing a part. Mm-hmm. And I know my uh, reform brothers would probably have a field day with that. But <laughs> but at the end of the day, the Scripture does command us. Yeah, it's both put ends. these things to death, set these things yeah. aside. Yeah, and so it's a it's a it's a process of pursuing the face of God, and in in order to do that, I'm going to eliminate some things in my life, and I'm going to fill those that space with. Mm-hmm. Things of God, mm-hmm. it it's being transformed by the renewing of your mm-hmm. mind. It's mm-hmm. it's setting our hearts and our minds on Christ Jesus, mm-hmm. and um, and we we of course have to understand that all of this is powered by the gift of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is where we have the ability to do any of this. If we don't have the Holy Spirit, we we it's impossible. We yeah. got to have, and and we do, we do. Um, but and it's, but we need to be filled exactly. Yes, exactly. That's a whole other conversation. It is, right, yeah, have. is. yeah, and, and eliminating even the good stuff. That's the thing. Even oh, I say so the good hard. stuff. Just even the stuff that we we know what it is. It's the late night um, flip through Pinterest. It's the the DVR in your home. I mean, it could ju- it could be as easy as that kind of stuff. Saying, you know what, we're not going to record four hours of television to sit down in our bed at ten o'clock at night and watch. But instead, we're going to create some margin. Uh, I'm I'm going to wake up and not play my video game for an hour uh, before I go to work or whatever else. I'm going to instead take that time and spend it with God. It's not that it's bad stuff. I'm not I'm not yeah. knocking video games or television watching or you know becoming legalistic in that but it's the stuff what's the stuff that's crowding out the weeds that are popping up in our spiritual life that's crowding out uh our our chance to be holiness uh, a chance to be holy I and say. i think that's different for every person you know as we because we is. start listening to the tv or the or the whatever sure it's different for every person because some some person yeah. people go oh, i don't i don't have a tv yeah but you read yeah fiction all day you know whatever so are you telling me i gotta stop reading my fabio books yeah well yeah well oh, yes you do so <laughs> I, so i i you know, the old saying, I don't know where I heard it, some preacher years ago, but, it, you know, he said, if you have an issue with alcohol, don't go to the bar to eat the peanuts. And uh, <laughs> I think there's so much wisdom there, you know? Like, yeah, so everybody good. knows what your issue is. Mm-hmm. That's that's our starting point. That's our starting point. Start there. I mean, because I, I think we all have that one spot that's kind of our weakness. Um, we, we go a long ways towards holiness if we start there and let God work on that area. And Jeff, you said it there, the... Uh, do not be conformed, but be transformed by the renew of your mind. It starts, I do believe it starts in the mind, but there is the not conforming part. So it's kind of a both and, um, but allow God to kind of transform us from the inside out. And then it, I love the end of that verse. Then you will be able to know what God's will is. His good is pleasing. His good will, his pleasing will, his perfect will. Yeah. After we go through those steps. So Until Jesus becomes all satisfying, we will continually to seek satisfaction in everything else most of which is a counterfeit yep. and unfortunately mm, we can we can even seek satisfaction in the jesus looking stuff that's through <laughs> that's again that's another topic yeah but i mean yes. we we we'll talk about church staffing later <laughs> yeah <laughs> the enemy is so deceitful isn't he oh Absolutely. yeah he will he will counterfeit mm-hmm. every stinking thing in life mm-hmm. and we we really have to be on guard for that Absolutely. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Craig, thanks for stopping yeah, by of today. Course. We're going to record another podcast with you, and um, I enjoyed the uh, conversation, and I'm glad you finally get to meet the infamous yes. 
world yeah, famous something like Kevin that. Tillman. World famous Kevin Tillman. World famous. It was a pleasure. Oh, we yeah. could tell you stories. Thank you for listening to Messy Christianity. Three guys talking about life, faith, and everything in between. You want to know more? Check us out at www.storypointchurch.com or www.messychristianity.com.